With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Long time no speak on the basketball front, but I'm here with the homie David Troy to help break down NBA, the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinals games on Tuesday, December 5th. We got two. Um, the second one we'll talk about is the Phoenix Suns at the Los Angeles Lakers, but the first game in the quarterfinals is my New York Knicks at the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm just gonna come out with the stupid New Yorker right now. I'm taking the Knicks. I'm taking plus. <laughs> I'm taking plus five. Got a unit on that. I'm putting a half unit on the money line. I think we beat these clowns tonight. How do you see the matchup going? Uh, this is probably of the four games, the one that I think originally was the toughest to kind of just instantly pick because the Bucks shouldn't really be favored against almost anybody right now. Um, they haven't been very good. Uh, their record says otherwise they're 14 and six, but against the spread, I mean, they're playing a lot of close games. They're not right. Just like blowing people out. They're kind of still figuring out how to work the offense with Dame and Giannis. They're not uh, a very talented defensive bunch. Um, and even their, their role players aren't, doing quite as well as you would think. Chris Middleton, Middleton still doesn't look great um, after injury this, or after last year's uh, injury kind of return. Um, so I don't blame you, I guess is the, the way that I would put this. <laughs> the nuts and bolts of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. Um, maybe, the, maybe I can make more of a case to push you towards the Knicks. Have you bet this game Go yet? ahead. Go ahead. I haven't. Go ahead. Do you have a Do you have a player prop? I'm sure you do. You always look at that shit. I don't even. I, I do. I want to hear what your your um, insight is first, though. Well, besides Giannis over Randall, like I think the Knicks are better at every position. I'll take Brunson and quickly over Dame Lillard and Campaign. Uh, granted, Campaign's pretty much my least favorite NBA player in the league. I know that's a random take, but I can't stand that. I got to re. I can't stand that guy. Um, the Knicks are a better three-point shooting team. They have more continuity on the roster and the coaching staff. They're f- more physical, and I actually think Bucks are more of a soft team. I really do. I think they're more of a finesse team. Chris Middleton's not trying to bang. Damian Lillard doesn't D up. He's not trying to bang. And, like, Giannis misses free throws often. In, in big moments, he doesn't have a lot of reliable offensive moves. I like the Knicks, like, defensive front court. I'll take Barrett and 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 um, Barrett and Josh Hart over Chris Middleton any day. So I think the Knicks just have a deeper roster. They have again more continuity, and I think that matters in a game with actual stakes. Right? We know Jalen Brunson can play tournament basketball or can play with his back against the wall, but 
I don't know. I, I think like ultimately the Knicks aren't going to be punked by like the, the, the Milwaukee environment, the Milwaukee arena. I think they'll come out and play a pretty good game. They lost 110 to 105 to the Bucks earlier this year, but like Julius Randle shot five of 20. And granted, the Bucks have a good defensive front court and a little bit of that is their defense, but he just won player of the week. Like he's been balling lately, and I think he's going to play much better. Barrett didn't play in the last Knicks Bucks game. So I think the Knicks are going to take him down outright here. And the Knicks just feel like a team that would win the NBA in season tournament, don't they? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect with uh, some of this in-season tournament stuff because I definitely did not see the Pacers winning last night. I thought the Celtics were going to kill them. And then obviously... Well, apparently you don't read did. Jeff Clark handicaps. Cause... Yeah, yeah that, that didn't work out. Oh, I had the, I had the Pacers, dude. dude well, I... you took the points. Did you take the money line too? Of course not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, you're <laughs> someone who says that... You know, if you take the points or the spread doesn't, all, doesn't yeah, really matter. The spread doesn't really play play an effect. So I thought the Pacers are gonna win outright, but no, to be safe, I was taking the five. But no, I, I get that's it. my policy, yeah. right? Yeah. I, well, I guess I'm kind of abandoning that slightly because I'm putting a half unit on the Knicks, but I think the gap between the Knicks and Bucks is a lot closer on a neutral court than the gap between the Celtics and Pacers. Like, if the Celtics play their best game and the Pacers play their best game, Celtics should win by double digits. I don't I, I don't I don't think that's the same with the Bucks Knicks. Right, but this isn't on a neutral court. No, but I don't think the home court advantage matters that much to the Bucks in the spot because like the Knicks are a good road team. Like the splits are somewhat equal <clears throat> for, for the Knicks. In fact, like me and my brother always joke about this, but I think their home court advantage isn't an advantage. Like I think it kind of hurts them because every player wants to ball out in Madison Square Garden. Like there's no, there's never like a look ahead spot. Even when the Knicks sucked, you know. Like remember Kobe coming through and dropping sixty on them, and it's like, it's like a thing. Like you you want to ball out in New York. Yeah, I I agree. I guess. Um, no, you don't. You hate at, it with that point. No, I mean I, I think the superstars for sure. That I. I actually bet on Brandon Miller last time they went to New York when I think Lamelo was out, maybe uh, for Good the player. Hornets. I like Brandon because I'm, you know, that was one of the reasons that went into that though is he's in Madison Square Garden. He's going to try and you know light him up a little bit. But yeah, I think he's old enough to drink, so he should be <laughs> good to go. Yeah, he's perfect. You know, he's probably um, trying to stay out of the club his rookie year for you know obvious reasons. There's, yeah, and if it's not uh, obvious, you just Google it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely needs to. Um, it's a little crazy when it goes out. All right, no we're getting, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways. I'm not not risking any kind of uh, lawsuit. Oh no, this is a pro how kick stance. I can make these kind of points. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know for the game. Like the one thing that is standing out to me is obviously the total. I mean. I, I feel like it's a little too high at this point. Like it got pushed up quite a bit, I believe, from where it opened. Maybe depending on what where you're looking. I saw it at two twenty three originally, and now it's at two thirty. Um, and that just that seems like a really long way to go. Uh, 
for for this total and i don't i don't know i don't necessarily agree with it um just because i do think the knicks they're fine with uh with playing with pace they're not as dominant defensively as you might think a, a tibbs team is and the bucks play no defense but i do think if it's a close game in the fourth quarter everything is going to slow down a lot if it's a blowout then you know you never you, never, you don't really know um, what to expect i guess but they're also good rebounding teams so i don't think you're going to yeah. get a lot of easy putbacks yeah yeah it's this one was just kind of a hard game overall from a spread and total standpoint. I don't think I'll have one have a play on either of them. Um, Come on, just throw a little, little dash of your money on the on the Knicks. No, I'm not going to do it. Sorry. Well, why don't you ever side with me? <clears throat> I feel it's like not that, that I don't ever side with you. Yes, it I mean, is. We, we no, come on, man. We come up with a lot of picks together. In All fact, right, a lot enough. of the fair enough. The I'm being dramatic. Yeah, I'm being dramatic. But I'm I try to, to feel some animosity. What, what's going on? That's here? not you animosity. Had me on in like a month, and now, now you get me. Now you're telling me I'm not siding with you, dude. Trevor. I just went a five. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went five and zero in the NFL. I'm feisty. I'm ready to go, dude. I'm ready to gamble. I want next Sunday to, or Sunday to just come here. Like I'm firing. I went two and zero last night in the NBA in season tournament. I think I'm reading it right, and I feel like I make more money. I, I wrote about this actually. I make more money in the NBA playoffs than I do in the regular season, and I think you do too. And it's just because it's like. They're high stakes games. All the players are going to try to play, and 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 I do think this NBA in season tournament is kind of working. Like I do think they're taking it seriously. I I I enjoy have enjoyed the product, and this is coming from someone who was seriously skeptical when they first came up with the idea. And I don't know if it's going to be as good next year or moving forward, but like this year, I think it matters, and I think like the Pacers show showed it mattered. Like the Knicks. Again, I, I maybe I'm 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 just too far into the forest to see the trees type thing, but I think they want to win the in-season tournament. And like, do the Bucks really care that much? Eh, eh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I think they do. And I think again, going back to my overall original point is, is like, if they both they both play their best game, I don't think the Bucks are five points better than the Knicks right now. Right? They just don't have that defensive ceiling, in my opinion. That's... I guess you're you're probably right about that. The only thing I would mention about this, like, motivation, because I talk about that a lot. Hey, you're is, Mr. Motivation. Well, if the Bucks win the in-season tournament and lose in the playoffs, their season is, is not successful. If the Knicks win the in-season tournament, or the Pacers, for example, win the in-season tournament but lose in the playoffs, it is either a success or at least a step forward for them. Yeah. We're right. in the tier below Celtics, 76ers yes. bucks. Yes. Like if we make the Eastern conference finals, like, Oh, Oh shit. Okay. All right. Good job. Finals. Whoa. Right. You know what I mean? But like we win the in season tournament, win our first round, the expectations were met. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, this is what the NBA is trying to do. They were trying to give other teams a chance to try and get a little bit more of something to play for. It does feel weird that this is all happening before December still. I mean, that 
you know, all this hype about the in-season tournament starts and then it doesn't even last like up through Christmas. So I think it's, it's just unique. Um, and I, I think they're probably going to expand it next year is my guess. So that teams play more than those little pods that they put together. That would be my thought or, or they play them more times and then, yeah, because it, it's interesting. The tiebreaker stuff is a little wonky, so you need yeah. more group play games to minimize the tiebreaker weirdness, right? Yeah, and to further uh, to add further importance to the point differential tiebreaker, because like if you do it over four games, it doesn't matter as much as eight. So if you just double the group right. play games, I think that's one way to make it more important and to make it better. And I was just I was just thinking about this as you said it, right? This you riffing or whatever, making your point, help me arrive at this. You think about from a sports calendar perspective when you would schedule, right? You don't want to do January against the NFL playoffs. You don't want to do March because of March Madness, right? So maybe after the Super Bowl, even though that kind of overlaps with the, the All-Star game and the All-Star break and it could make it challenging in that sense, that's maybe when you want to do it. Other than that, though, this does kind of feel like the perfect time, right? Because you also take the momentum of this, and you get a couple weeks, you get the Christmas momentum and that kind of thing, and then you get the Martin Luther King momentum, uh, Martin Luther King Day momentum, and that you know you have those little like uh, benchmarks in the NBA season. So maybe shifting this to February makes the most sense, but like you just you can't do it in January because <laughs> the NFL play. Oh, you can't, right? You, it's tough. Or you could do it in the weekdays, I guess. Yeah, I mean... it. But they want to showcase it. You know what I mean? They want to showcase it. You get it out of the way. You get it after Super Bowl, and there's no football. You put it on Saturday night, Sunday night, and it's like that's the game of the week. That's what I think they're ultimately should be going for. Well, I mean, they have the games during the week. I mean, the semifinal games are, are Thursday, and then the final game is Saturday. So... You could go up against the NFL playoffs in January if you wanted, um, and I I do get like you don't want to go February March you because can... that is close to the end of the season, and then you get playoffs. So then you're going to have this in season tournament championship, and then you're all of a sudden you're like, okay, now we're doing the real championship. They're trying to put enough yeah. distance between them. Or you could make this would be perfect sports, and I'm just looking at this as like a sports junkie, but like the NBA in season tournament final the Saturday of the conference championships in, in the NFL. Cause both of them are played on a Sunday. Right. Yeah. And like, people are just like fucking gambling. Like, let's go. All right. I'll put yeah. money on the first game uh, on Saturday. And I'm going to put that all in, in the NFL. Right. For sure. So, or, or you do it like you were saying in February and move all-star weekend to something different. Um, and again, yeah, I don't know. Both of these are better options than maybe, December to your point, but I'm just kind of giving you some conversations and I, I don't hate this timing either. And it's also the no, first year of it where it's just like, man, eh, we'll see if it even matters. If people care. It, it is definitely a cool concept. I, I will give them that it, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It does seem like maybe they're just telling players that they need to say that they care. Um, but it, it seems for the most part, like, games have been more competitive at the very least. Um, yeah. And there could be like a back door, back room conversation where it's like, listen, this load management shit is BS. Take these seriously. 
take yeah, these here. We'll, we'll, we'll look the other way on some of your load management infractions, but take this seriously. Yeah. And, and it's been interesting because obviously some of the teams that you would have expected to win haven't, um, you know, your, your final eight of the Kings and Pelicans. Okay. Both are probably fringe playoff teams in the West or playoff teams. But they are also like, like Knicks, Pacers, Kings, Pelicans are all similar teams like Pacers to the Kings, which is interesting because they made that trade. Right. And then Pelicans and the Knicks, like both kind of physical teams with, you know, they're physical teams better, like with battle of possessions on the glass. Whereas like Pacers, Kings are just more up and down three pointing shooting teams. And they all should be incentivized to play hard in the regular season. Cause they haven't proven shit yet. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's definitely going to work. Or it's working out for the NBA in terms of like what they can do. The marketing aspect as well, yeah. because you got Halliburton who you're not going to normally see on too many nationally televised games in Indianapolis. He put you on got a show Zion. last night. He put on a show. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. He's, yeah. he's probably one of the top like 15 players in the NBA right now which is crazy to think about. Yeah, like me and my brother no, were, I don't know. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. What are you say me and my brother were talking about it, and he's like, I don't know about the Celtics front court, like, or de- defensive back court, and he kind of made the point where it was like, yeah, I mean, Halliburton lit them up. And I was like, I was like, you didn't watch, though, did you? Because there is no defense that was stopping Halliburton last night. Yeah. <laughs> like, his, like that's, that's what's, I think, both – uh, fun and interesting about basketball. It's like good offense is always beating good defense. Like there's just, if you can hit a shot and you can get it off, then that's that. You know what I mean? Whereas like in the NFL and, and baseball with pitching, like, no, you don't necessarily need to score. Like that doesn't need that. Like you might not actually. Yeah. Man, the only way that this could be better for me would be if the Timberwolves and Thunder were in it as well. Yeah. And you get, you kick the Suns and Lakers out. I think, a final four for those four in the West would have been awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, we spend a lot of time talking about what ifs and random crap. So I want to get back to this Nixon Bucks game about uh, the player props that I had for it. All right. Uh, so, so. Taking shots at me as a host. All right, dog. No, no, no. no I'm just, I'm just sensitive today. Yeah. Anyways. Oh. Um, I'm gonna look for so, some props while you're while you're giving out some. Both of my props actually involve the big guys from uh, Milwaukee. First off, I like Bobby Portis over nine and a half points, and I like Brooke Lopez over eleven and a half points. What is um, with you guys? My my editor is a big NBA guy. Loves Brooke Lopez. I hate Brooke Lopez. I'm happy that you helped serve up this take to me. When he played for the Lakers. He had a game. This is when I completely wrote him off. I'm n- I'll never, I'll never be a Brook Lopez supporter. The only time I'll bet a, a Brook Lopez over will be threes because he's just a soft pick. There was a game for the Lakers. He had twenty points and zero rebounds. I just fundamentally disagree with that. As a bet, you can't be seven feet, be out there enough to score twenty points and get zero rebounds. That shouldn't be a thing. Like I'm sorry, you're not playing basketball the right way. That's the wrong way. I don't even remember the outcome of the game. And he's gotten much better since joining the Bucks. But, like, you guys have some effing balls betting over on Brooke Lopez. This guy goes to Disney all the time. He wears, like, the bunny ears. You're going to bet on this? 
Come on, dog. Come on. You know I like Disney. <laughs> did you go to Disney World when you were in Florida? No, it was an no, adults-only trip, wasn't it? No, I did not go. No, no. We were I guess you don't like part. it that much. Yeah, There's some great well, fights at Disney. I'll give you that. Now there are for sure. People poop um, in lines. Shit. Disney's like part prison, part amusement park. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Yeah. Back to the game. What, what player props do you have? So uh, these are just the two that I like. I haven't actually locked anything in, but um, yeah. Lopez in their first game had 15 shots against the um, the Knicks. That was his third most all season. He took 10 of them from three. To your point. Hit four. Yeah, he did. Thir- Ten from three. Yeah, he did. Seven foot, 300 pounds, just chucking threes. Why not, right? Yeah. Well, he had 13 total points. So you're talking about 12 of his points came from threes. So that is really three-point dependent, which is scary. But his last kind of like, uh, I don't know, what would be 10 games-ish have actually been pretty productive. At 11, 20, 12, 10, 39, 28, 16, 12, 15. Um, so I, I kind of like the way that he has been playing lately, at the very least. Um, I, I don't think Mitchell Robinson is going to be effective to try and guard him on the outside. So he is going to continue to get those threes. Uh, they're going to be so worried about Giannis and stopping him when he gets into the paint that Lopez should get open looks. Um, if he does get a chance to get a couple of putbacks or some rebounds, he did only have five rebounds against the Knicks, um, but he had eight blocks, which is interesting as well. Um, I I think that eleven and a half is a pretty low number for the guy. Um, I don't. Oddly enough, this isn't something that I'd feel super confident in playing twelve and a half, um, but I'd still probably take it. Um, but he's averaging again thirteen and a half for the season, and he has fourteen and a fourteen point seven at home games this year. So um, against his own conference, thirteen and a, or thirteen point seven. So numbers are lining up that it makes sense to play him over eleven and a half, especially. But maybe even the twelve and a half, I, I definitely would not go over thirteen and a half. Um, so I, I like Lopez that way, and it's kind of the same argument for Portis. Portis is a hustler, though, and if he's playing against the Knicks' second unit, I do think he's going to be able to get some points up that way. He also has a huge difference in terms of home-road splits. Um, at, well, not a huge difference, but he's scoring almost 12 at home versus 10 on the road. He didn't do very well against the Knicks in their one game this year, um, but that was his old team, and he still had 10 shots against the Knicks in that game. He only hit two of them, so kind of a bad shooting performance um i just i I think both of them have have a good advantage over the front court and should be able to score so again portis i i like um to get 10 or more points uh he's done that in one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven looks like 12 13 14 15 15 of his games this season, um, 15 out of 20. So you're talking about only 20 or 25% of the time he goes under this number, 75% of the time he goes over it. So Portis would probably be the one I feel a little more confident in. Um, 
because I do think that the first game against the Knicks was more of a shooting anomaly than it was uh, was like the Knicks doing anything really good against him. So those are the two props that I liked. Um, but it is interesting also that almost all of the Milwaukee players are juiced towards the over um, as opposed to the Knicks. So something to just think about. Well, I already made my Knicks bet, so (laughs) there's nothing I can do about it now. Um, No, sure. I'll tell you what. Here's the prop that I like. Do you have FanDuel? I do. FanDuel has Emmanuel Quickly's points prop at 12.5 minus 122 juice. Mm -hmm. Pinnacle's dealing $1.44 on the over 12.5, which is higher than most books. Yep. I'm going over Emmanuel quickly. He had 14 in the first game, which was in Milwaukee, an in-season tournament game, in fact. He went 5 of 10 from the field, um, so efficiently scored 14. He only had like 22 minutes. I feel like he could get more of uh, get more usage today. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you know, they go with a leaner lineup or rotation because of the playoff game, but Pinnacle saying that he's going to at least cover this 12 and a half. So, or that there's a much higher likelihood of him covering 12 and a half. He had 10 points last game against Toronto, five against Detroit. So, we're kind of getting him on a low point. He scored at least 15 in six of the previous seven games um, uh, prior to his two shitter. So, I like quickly. Quickly's a baller. And if he gets hot, like, look out. He's just going to kind of make it rain threes, and he'll, he'll chuck, like, 35-footers, really feeling himself. So he's almost got, like, some Jordan Poole to him, which for a points prop I really like. Um, but as, like, a fan, I like it because it's not full Jordan Poole, and he also rebounds and defends. So um, I'm going to go manual quickly over. I'll put, like, a quarter unit, third of a unit on it because I don't really play props as much. But... Man, that was good. 25 minutes, some Knicks bucks, a lot of NBA in-season tournament stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about the final game here Tuesday, which is the Suns at the Lakers. Uh, it's pretty much a coin flip. I actually bet the Lakers minus 115 at Caesars. Looks like the best number that's going right now. Um, I just think LeBron and AD in a single game. I'll take them over Kevin Durant and Booker. Um, I wrote about all this, so sorry if it's repetitive if you already read that. But, like, Booker is actually the best of the four, in my opinion. That's the guy I would draft first. But, like, LeBron and AD, they've won a title before. They have continuity. Yeah, this isn't the same supporting cast. But I think the supporting cast in a perfect world could work around them. You know, Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, um, Austin Reeves. They're, like, good not good, but like decent complimentary players that'll catch and shoot for LeBron and AD. LeBron or the Lakers play much better defense at home and frankly just get officiating help. They average 10 more free throws per game than their opponents at home. Like it's a, it's a thing. We saw this last year. They coasted to the, not coasted, they got into the playoffs because of, because of officiating help and, I just think they're going to get some home crowd love, home home cooking from the refs tonight as well. Um, Lakers also do a pretty good job of attacking the basket between LeBron, ED, and sometimes Russell, even though it's kind of like, oh, no, stop doing that. But 
they do attack the basket, and Phoenix is a soft defensive front court. They don't have a lot of rim protection, so I think Lakers will be able to get to the line. will be able to finish around the basket. Um, I did whiff earlier this season with this game. I took the Suns over the Lakers, but after watching the matchup, I, I, I think I like the Lakers here. So I'll, I'll take the Lakers at home. What are you thinking? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Booker didn't play in either of those first two games. And the Suns actually, I think they had a pretty significant lead over the Lakers in the first game. Yeah. And then they blew it. The Lakers um, outscored them, I think, 28-11 in the fourth. Yeah, in the fourth, right? Um, so you're, you're talking about a game they should have won. And then they just recently hosted the Lakers, and they lost by five um, in that one. So those are two games without Booker. Mm-hmm. And he is obviously just as significant as Durant to a lineup or just as significant to LeBron and, and AD. Um, LeBron popped up on the injury report yesterday, which kind of surprised me. Um, I didn't think he was on it before, but uh, I would doubt that he misses this game. Um, so it could just be, you know, one of those things that they reported or something, but um I I lean towards Phoenix. Sorry, Jeff. It's okay. I, I it's okay. Think, uh, Just when we're done uh-uh. recording, I need you to come here and pull the knife out of my back. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get on a flight right away. Um, <laughs> yeah, flying to Long Beach. I don't want to drive with LAX. Pick your ass up. Part of it is what? FYI. There are um, one-way trips, not one-way trips, was it, um, non-stop flights from Midway to Long Beach, if you ever want to come out oh, and visit hey. your boy. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. That's good to know. It's only like 250 and like LAX is just one of the circles of hell, and Long Beach yeah, is just a wonderful, wonderful place to, to fly in and out of. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. Um. All right, if if I'm looking at kind of like these uh, these lineups, right? Booker is better than Russell, marginally. I would no, I'm just I would take <laughs> I would take Eric Gordon over Cam Radish personally. Uh, Grace Allen and uh, Prince don't. Prince is better. Wash. Come on, Prince is better. Hey, he's better. At least give me that. Like, if I'll give you like Gordon over. Okay, fine. At this point in their careers, Durant is probably like better than LeBron, but it's closer to a wash. If you wanted to take LeBron over Durant, I would give it to you. I'm not going to argue about that. And then AD is obviously better than Nurkic. Yeah. The gap between AD and Nurkic is similar to Booker and Russell. Yeah, probably. I could see that. Um, Bradley Beal being out, I don't think is a huge deal. I'm not even sure what the hell the Suns were thinking when they traded for him, the guy's going to miss probably 40 games this season. It's just, it's so wild to me, but um, 
I I feel like the, the Suns probably want to prove that they can win this, but this is also another one where if they if they win the in-season tournament and don't make the finals or don't make even the Western Conference finals, this season kind of has to be a like a a disaster or at least a lost season for them. Um whereas the Lakers like this seems like this could be the only thing they win. So to me the motivation should be in the Lakers side. But I don't know for certain. I just think the Suns are the better team here. Both have had plenty of rests. The Lakers have been better at home. Um I don't really like playing any of these teams anymore with uh like road favorites essentially or actually Suns aren't even favorites in this game, sorry, but um they they would kind of have to win in order for me to take this game because one and a half points. I don't think it'll be that close, but I don't know. I I still need to look into it, but I I'm I'm much closer to betting the Suns than I am the Lakers. All right, well, do so at your own peril, buddy. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Maybe yeah, it's like all the it. NFL momentum. I did go uh, three and like one it. on my Saturday bets after an zero and three Friday, so I'm, I'm I'm heading in the right direction. I'm forty six and forty six on the year, but down four units with the juice. So it's embarrassing, but not that embarrassing. Like I can get it back. I can get it back this week for the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Do you no believe I can? can? Of course I do. Then maybe I bet the Lakers. You. Maybe bet the I Lakers. I always believe in you. I you believe in yourself like more, huh? I don't like the Lakers. I'm having a good NBA season. I'm, I'm not going to complain about that. I had a, about a one-week stretch where it was pretty ugly, but outside of that, I've had a very good season. Yeah, I've wanted to murder myself like 75% of the time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm still 500 and only four units down, so. Well, okay, there you go. Yeah, not as... That's not too bad. But I also don't. I need to do like more, like max unit plays, like just when you're sure of it, yeah. Yeah, and like really, um, I don't know. Really, really kind of get after the bigger games or the games that I'm more confident in. If that makes sense, I think it does, right? Why wouldn't it For make sure. sense? Yeah. All right, man. All right. So, do you, what's your best bet? Because I'm going with the Knicks plus five, taking the money line plus one sixty five. Going with the Lakers, minus 115. Oh, on top of the Knicks, I'm taking quickly over 12.5 points. Best price, FanDuel. Check that out, guys. I got it. I'm in California, so I can't bet it. So. I think I'd say my best bet here is actually going to be Bobby Portis, over 9.5 points. Um, You're not at all afraid of Isaiah Hartenstein locking his ass up. Can't say I am. Oh, man. He's but longer. He, his he girlfriend's is. hotter. His his girlfriend is significantly hotter, although I've never seen Bobby Portis's uh, might be a dime. Girlfriend. Who knows? So yeah, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I, um, I redact that point then. <laughs> I actually was just looking at something else, and I want to see if this is. Uh, never mind. Not a good enough play. Won't do it. I was looking at Anthony Davis's blocks. I'm gonna consider going after that one. Why? Um, Soft-ass sons are going to pull up in the mid-range because that's what they do. They're not attacking the basket. He would, no, love, he, had, he would love to punch Booker's shit. Well, he had six combined steals and assists, or steals and blocks in the first game against them, and then he just had one block in the next game. Um, 
Dude, I'm kind of with so. you on the under, though, of the Knicks Bucks. According to pregame, it went from 223 to 230. 95% of the money is on the over. This yeah. is probably going to be like a rock fight. It's going to be a yeah, lot I of half court so. basketball. Both teams can rebound. I know two of the three refs have uh, a heavy record towards the over, but the crew chief officiates more unders. So hopefully that supersedes the other two officials. And either way, like, yeah, Bucks defense sucks, but Nick's offense can get a little clunky. Yeah. I might drop like a little third unit on that as well. Go for it. I the uh the total in the Suns Lakers kind of throws me off a little bit too. I think this one's more likely to go over. Um just because if if Booker Durant, Davis, and James are all cooking, I mean you could see hundred and twenty points out of them. For sure. So, and like the Lakers actually like to get up and down. I think the Suns will be like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, let's let's yeah. turn this into a shootout. Yeah, no problem. Let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, this is these are nationally televised games, so you also kind of have that aspect, I think, that some of these guys like playing on, on national television a lot better. LeBron yeah. is one of them. Oh, for uh, sure. You yeah. know he wants to talk to Chuck and Shaq after the game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do kind of like the over in this game. I, I might go that direction. I might I might end up playing the under in uh Bucks Knicks and then the over in Suns Suns Lakers, but I don't know. I don't feel super confident in anything right now outside of I do think Bobby Portis is gonna go. Um what I might end up doing is just for fun I'll put out like a, a same game parlay for the Knicks Bucks and just do a bunch of player props in that because there's a lot of leans that I have and I've actually been hitting a lot of the the leans in my parlays lately so all right man Maybe we'll go that route love that maybe we'll talk to you guys tomorrow wednesday there's a big ass slate um we spent 37 minutes now talking about two games and a bunch of nba and season and stuff hopefully you guys enjoyed it if you did you should um throw outkick bets with jeff clark a good apple podcast review please subscribe rate review unsubscribe resubscribe all that stuff Follow David Troy at FuturePres2024 on Twitter. Get his NBA betting packages at beatingthebookie.com. Make sure you pay attention to the Outkick Bets podcast feed because I'll be breaking down NFL Week 14 in a couple of days and probably doing some more NBA in-season, definitely doing some more NBA in-season tournament podcast with the homie David. We have good synergy like even though you knifed me right in the back today. Hey, you know what? You kicked me off the podcast for like a month, like I said. (laughs) It's not like I did an NBA podcast with anyone else. I wasn't cheating on you. I just, you know, it was uh, Thanksgiving. It was a rough time in my house, and I had a lot going on. You wouldn't get it. You got kids and stuff. You you understand how tough it is for a single guy in Thanksgiving time. I definitely get it, yeah. It all makes sense now. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow us. Um, But... Until next time, peace.